and <clears throat> I'll read something from Cabron. You cannot have youth and the knowledge of it at the same time, for youth is too busy living to know, and knowledge is too busy seeking itself to live. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody's back yet. <laughs> so, how do we want to move forward? You want to share? Are we going to be okay with the temperature in the room and everything? Or I think so. All right. Do we want any more lights back, or are you guys find the way it is? Leave it the way it is. Okay. I guess I'll start, or do you want to? Go ahead. All right. I, I'm looking because during meditation and right now, I just feel that presence of spirit very strongly, but I'm aware of something that's like pushing against it, that when I feel these pressures that tend to push against that gentleness of spirit inside is when I find myself, for better words, lacking as far as the inner knowing or the understanding of what's unfolding. But one thing I do know is that really all I need is that divine presence. That's really all we need. So maybe I can just start there or start wherever. It's really just starting wherever we're at, regardless of what's taking place, and just always coming back to that inner focus on the divine. You know, so even right now, it's very interesting for me because physically, I often experience spirit coming in, as we often talk about in meditation, from above or in front, in the center or to the right. And when we, when we experience an energy on the left side in this level, it's often that energy of the world coming in to pull us into that frequency. So right now I've got both at the same time where spirit's coming in here and I feel the pressure or the push of the world here. And often it can be as simple as, just like we're dealing with here in the room, you know, all the things dealing with the temperatures and the air conditioning system not working and how to deal with that and the lights and this and that. You know, and I, part of me wonders too, where's everybody, <laughs> you know? I know a few of us showing up, I'm like, has everybody started summer a month earlier? And so on and so forth. In other words, I'm sharing right now my, my personality process of that part of me that is seeking the inner knowing and wondering what's going on? You know, what's happening? Is there anything I need to be doing that I'm not doing? Is there something I'm missing? Have I just gotten lazy? What's going on? Do you ever find yourself questioning yourself or doubting yourself or wondering, are you doing everything you need to be doing? I'm kind of feeling that today. But all at the same time, it's really funny because I'm also so aware of just the fullness of spirit and just the knowing of that all at the same time. So it's funny not knowing as far as like information-wise what to do, what to say, how to move forward. But at the same time, knowing the greater truth that does it really matter? I mean, really. 
does it really even matter what we say or what we do? Or is what really matters just really our awakening and knowing that divine presence of spirit? And so that's where I find myself right here in this moment is knowing that divine presence of spirit and also knowing this other part of me that is pressured from something in the world and I don't know what it is right now. I don't have an answer for it. And isn't it funny when we don't have an answer for something, often dealing with something in the world, that what do we try to do? We try to get the answer, right? We look to God even. Okay, what's the answer? What's going on? Nothing's showing up. I'm giving it all up to do. I'm loving, accepting, forgiving. I'm chanting the sacred names. I'm doing everything that you've asked. And yes, I'm aware of your presence, but yet what is this other thing? How do I deal with it? How come I'm not finding the answers in life that I'm seeking? Isn't that interesting? So what do we do with that? What do we do? Well, just as I was saying, often we'll use it against ourselves. We'll beat ourselves up with it. What am I doing wrong? Is there something I'm not doing I should be doing? Well, what if we're simply meant to be just experiencing what we're experiencing. What if that is the perfect scenario for that moment, like right now? Right now, what if that's the perfection? Is feeling stretched, feeling, in a sense, pulled in two different directions? Feeling distracted or finding ourselves wanting to seek spirit, but yet feeling the call or the push or the pull of the world and not knowing what to do with that. And that's often what is taking place. On some level, that is always taking place when we, the soul, find ourselves in this physical universe. Because karma is like gravity. It's a magnetic pull that not only pulls us down, but it also pulls us out, down and out. So, often, we're always at a struggle of trying to find that peacefulness, that centeredness, that neutrality, the unconditional loving, how to constantly deal with all these elements of the world. I mean, even, even those of us who've been doing this spiritual pathway thing for years, meditation, don't we often find ourselves still caught in this struggle of trying to make the world work? And even going into our meditation, still seeking the answers to the world. God, show me this, give me this, take me here or there, bring to me this or that, so that I don't have the stress and the struggle in this physical world that can live a simple and easy life and be fulfilled and live happily ever after. That type of thing. I know I find myself still wanting that to this day. I mean, my gosh, I can't tell you how many times I find myself saying I'm so sick and tired of this process in this world. I've probably said it so much, it's probably why I'm tired a lot of the time now. And maybe that's true. And maybe it's not. Maybe that's just the way of the world, is that it's a tiring process. And what do we do when we retire? We're just doing it all over again, right? Maybe re-embodiment or reincarnation, we should be called retiring over and over, right? I mean, that's how I kind of feel. And yes, I know 
there's times in all of our lives we really feel like we're going through it, going through a process that is so tiring. And then we have those other experiences where everything seems to be going wonderfully. We're in a more up space, more joyful, more living, more loving our living. So there is kind of this up and down, this back and forth that goes on. But it's just so fascinating to me that no matter what, whether I'm going through good stuff or I'm going through the tiring stuff, that's usually more the inner struggle and stress that I'd call the bad stuff, because that's what it really is, is my own inner struggle. That's what I call a bad experience. If I'm struggling with something, then it's not a good experience, right? Those are often labels that I know we use in the world. And so as I look at this, I just always find myself coming back to that inner and upwards focus, often find myself kind of in the middle, both inwards and outwards, both upwards and downwards, both left and right, both backwards and forwards, kind of all that stuff. And it kind of wears me out. See, I'm going to say it all over again. Like I said, I say it over and over. And at the same time, every day, I find my moments of joy. Because when I find myself in that struggle, that's where I always really go into this place of giving it up to God and just surrendering. And it's just so amazing to me because every time I do that, I experience this movement of loving that just unfolds from above me and just washes down through me. And that's when I'll even find myself having tears of gratitude. And then I feel like I'm in the flow again. Things are moving along. And then the stuff kicks up again. Then I go, did it ever really go away? Or did I just get a break or a reprieve for a moment or a day or an hour or whatever it is? Because that's often what I find it. How many of you have ever thought you were done with something and maybe weeks, months, or even years have gone by and then all of a sudden it's back in your face again and you find yourself saying, I thought I was done with this? Right? Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. I just happen to experience it on a daily basis, that's all. <laughs> you know, so part of my struggle over the years has been really finding within me this greater level of acceptance that no matter what happens, again, the good or the bad, the struggle or the ease, whatever it is, that regardless, that I just keep staying focused inwards and upwards, that I just simply keep moving forward in my life, whether I've got a lot of energy and time on my hands or very little energy and no time on my hands, however it may be. I just handle what I can handle each day at a time, regardless of my fantasies of how I wish things were or want them to be. But really finding this place inside of me and wondering at times, what is life really about anyway? Is it really about physically fulfilling myself by getting all the things I want, by doing all the things I want, by experiencing all the things physically that I want? Is that really what this life is about? Or is it maybe about getting free from all the demands and the desires of what I want my physical life to be. 
That's an interesting one. But yet as life keeps presenting itself, I find myself ever choosing spirit over and over and over again. I keep choosing spirit because the funny thing is I find as soon as I get focused into the physical world, trying to have some type of physical fulfillment, it never fails that I get disappointed. I always get disappointed sooner or later with whatever physical experience. And that, that's one thing that never fails to happen. Yes, I'm very successful at experiencing disappointment when I always look to the world for my fulfillment. All right, I'm successful at something. Not a wonderful thing to be successful with. But the nice thing is, after the years of disappointments, even the things that started off wonderful, and then after a while that thing that was wonderful gets old, and then it gets disappointing because it never, in a sense, measured up to be everything I thought it was going to be. And so the disappointment comes in. But then I find myself not liking to experience disappointment. So I end up giving up the disappointment. I give it up. Okay, God, I give up the disappointment. Now, disappointment's not anything to do with the physical world. That has to do with the inner worlds of the mind and the emotions. So now at least I'm beginning to move inside. The beginning steps of that journey to go in and up to spirit. But that's what the journey is. That even as we move inwards and upwards to spirit, we're going to go through those inner levels beyond the physical, through the imagination, through the emotions, through the mind, through the unconscious, before we get to spirit. And that's the inner journey through the inner kingdom to really wake up to spirit, is truly we're going to walk through those disappointments that we've had with our lives in the world or wherever we find ourselves. I don't want to say just in the physical world. So that's a big part of this journey is walking through that inner kingdom. Because I know even when I experience spirit and like I started off saying I feel this also this pressure of the world, then I know that's inside of me. I'm feeling that. Even if it's coming from outside and I'm feeling it pushing inside, it's still an inner experience. And then I find myself, well, how do I want to deal with it? Not just how do I deal with it, but how do I even want to deal with it? You know, that's why I was saying earlier that part of me that can go into disappointment, well, sometimes I choose into the disappointment. Okay, this is how I'm dealing with it right now. I'm disappointed. I don't like this. I'm tired of this. But then once I've had enough of that, saying I don't like this experience, then as I was saying earlier, then I give up the disappointment. I give up the tiredness. I give up that part of me that doesn't care to deal with these energies of the world and wish I were just free of it all and living in the fullness and freedom of spirit. And so then I choose. I want that, so I choose that. And then I begin to move towards that. But again, in that movement, 
is where we begin to confront now the lessons. But that confrontation is not one of aggression. That inner confrontation is one of simply walking through or moving through those inner experiences, whether you call them energies or thoughts or feelings or imaginations, whatever we call them, it's just simply moving through them. We can't avoid them. And there's no need to fight them because that sets up states of reaction and resistance. And that's magnetic polarity. So the way to move through them is to love them, accept them, forgive them, just as they are. To be willing to look and to listen and to learn and to let go of our resistance and our reaction and are trying to control and just allowing things to be the way they are. In other words, not doing anything with it other than observing it and then keep looking to the loving because as we keep looking to the loving, the loving is what brings us through those inner dynamics of where we experience the separation and the drudgery. So to go for the freedom, it really depends on how and where we focus and how we work with where we find ourselves. In other words, it's our approach or those inner attitudes that can make the difference. And so I keep finding myself getting caught up in experiencing the dynamics of the world and then choosing in the spirit and letting go of the dynamics of the world and involving myself with that greater freedom of loving. And this is a daily thing. Nobody's excluded. All of us walk through this every single day. Don't expect ever. You want to make it easier on yourself? Don't expect yourself ever while you're here in this physical universe to be totally free and liberated and it's always going to be easy. Let go of that expectation and then you might find yourself coming into greater acceptance of the way things are and then all of a sudden when you're in that place you come into neutrality and then the soul begins to rise through all these layers, these fields of illusion begins to lift up through the different realms until it does find its way home and to the greater truth the spirit. I'm trying to think of this funny joke we had when we were just on our trip in Fort Wayne. Do you remember that that one George had, if you lower your standards? Do you remember what it was? No, I don't remember exactly the oh, word. No, no, I don't. <clears throat> see if I can remember. There's a funny little phrase somebody said when we were there. Something about if you lower your standards in life, you won't be so disappointed. You won't be so disappointed or something like that. <laughs> but we changed the word and he said, how about if you lower your expectations or let go of your expectations completely? Because that's what really creates the disappointment. It's not really the world. Because anytime we keep calling it the world or something outside of ourselves or even in ourselves, we're placing blame. 
And that automatically sets up separation inside of ourselves. It's the expectations, the judgments, the fears, the desires, the wants. It's those that cause the separation inside of ourselves. So when we can begin to let go of those, that's when we begin to find ourselves moving through now all the blocks and the barriers and beginning to experience now that greater freedom of spirit, even here in this physical body. So yes, we can experience that greater freedom of spirit here in the physical body. But it is by letting go of the expectations of having to have that freedom of spirit in this physical body. That's even part of the journey. Even though I know we say about making intentions, about wanting to awaken, yes, those are all good. But if we create fantasies and expectations within ourselves in how it should look, sound, or feel as we move forward towards that, that's how we can begin to create separations within ourselves, even in moving towards the spiritual fulfillment. Because we could set up a resistance inside of ourselves, just like we would wanting something in the world. And that's kind of the trick of the trade here, is really moving towards God. But how can we do that without the expectation or fantasy or attachment to it, but simply the doing of it so that we really move into the experience. And that's often the dichotomy on the spiritual path of liberation. They often call it the desireless desire. The desireless desire. To desire God is desireless. Yet there's no contradiction. There's no paradox. But it is a state of consciousness. But we don't get there simply by pondering it or thinking about it. And that's where often man falls short because man, the mind of man, will always try to figure out knowledge, academia, philosophizing, theorizing, all these types of things are trying to figure it out and call it this or call it that. But truly the only way is to let go and simply move into the experience. Just like we had moved from one place to another physically, we literally need to do that in our inner state of consciousness. And that, of course, why we always come back to the true action of meditation by focusing on those sacred names and chanting those names within is the inner walk. Each time we chant that name, it is taking a step to the greater experience of that freedom of spirit. And it is only through the experience do we really come to know the truth of that divine, living, loving essence of who we are and that God is. And that all life is. That's why we see man so caught up 
in the mind and matter because that part of us that we call mind and matter is so focused on itself that it does not allow the soul to really do the inner walk. But there is a day when it comes time that in each soul's journey that will come to the place where it is now time to give up the outer walk, the outer resistances, the outer dynamics of separation and seeking. And it's time to come into the doing, the true doing of spirit, the actual meditation practice that leads the soul home. It's the only way to get free from the mind, the emotions, and the body. We do have to take the time. We do have to focus the consciousness into that true essence of loving. So even physically, we've got to create that inner focus, such as we do here, by sitting the body down and just relaxing and letting go of that focus into the mind, the emotions, and the body, and return to the seat of the soul and truly give our attention to that divine presence within. And then the journey begins. Really, the journey begins at this point. But yet it's quite a journey, just getting through all the stuff to get centered into the seat of the soul, to get inside, to create that inner focus. That's quite a journey itself. And that's often where all the struggle is that we find. Just as I began this talk about feeling the pressure of the world, that's what we have to walk through. And that's quite a journey just to get through that, to get really fully awake into the spirit. Even just here at the seat of the soul, still in the physical body, but yet more fully focused into the soul, the spirit. And then the spiritual journey begins. The part before that was not the spiritual journey. That was just getting to the spirit to begin the spiritual journey. It's not until we get to the soul does the true spiritual journey begin. And that's really the greater journey of meditation beyond this physical world where we, the soul, begin to move beyond the physical universe and begin that greater journey through the astral worlds, the causal worlds, the mental worlds, the etheric worlds, the soul worlds, and into the spiritual worlds. That's the greater spiritual journey. And it's important to realize that and why the meditation is so important because it is through the meditation that we really begin to awaken beyond the physical. All the other stuff we do, 
is often dealing with the physical. And we have to deal with that because that's what we're going through. That's what we're experiencing here. But if we can look at it as simply a dealing with to get to the spiritual journey because a part of the spiritual journey is not only transcending these realms of consciousness back into the heart of God, but also a part of that journey is also transcending the physical realms. That's the soul's walk through the world. Those are the karmas. Those are learning the lessons. And so we have to walk that journey from that spiritual perspective of loving and acceptance and forgiveness. It is through those actions that we truly learn to live the loving. We don't try to learn the lesson. We work on living the loving. Don't work on learning the lesson. Work on living the loving. As you live the loving, the lessons automatically get fulfilled. The learning takes place as we live the loving. If we're trying to learn the lessons or figure out what our karmas are or figure out what our lessons are, that is an indicator that we have engaged in the mind because that's what the mind does. It tries to learn. It tries to figure out. And we believe it. We believe that if we can figure it out, the karma will be done and we'll set ourselves free. Nope. All you did now is become more entrapped in the mind and buying into the game of the mind, thinking if it gets the answer, it's got it. Oh, it's got it all right. It's got a better hold of the world. Now that it's got it figured out, and now that you're so smart because you've got it figured out, well, you now are also no more caught up in the world thinking you know it, thinking you're right. And then it becomes now a new game that can be worse than being ignorant. And that's often what we'll find. But that's just part of the journey. And as I said before, does it really matter anyway? Not really. Because at some point on every soul's journey, it is going to get free of all of these states of consciousness that keep it entrapped and focused into the world. It may take a few billion years, but hey, what's time anyway when it's all an illusion, right? Well... That takes me back to where I started. God, I get so sick and tired of this process. But here's the funny thing of how it works. When we get so sick and tired of it, and tired and sick of it, what do we end up doing? That's usually when we get to the point of willing to give it up. That's forgiveness. We're finally willing to give it up. And that's when we begin now the journey of freedom. So give it up. Give it all up. That's forgiveness. Give it up. Everything. Give yourself up. Give up everything. Give yourself up. Do it all. Give up God. 
It's when we come to that place do we finally let go of all the attachments because it is we that have attached ourselves. All the things we wanted, all the things we created, all the things we did, we created all the attachments. So we are the ones who have the responsibility now to let go and give up all the attachments. But be clear with how the letting go takes place by giving up and giving over to God. That's living the loving. That is loving. Because to become like God, we've got to do what God does. And that's just love and accept all things unconditionally. No attachments, no strings, total freedom. And that freedom is what allows the soul now to rise above this world of time and space, to really wake up fully and know the greater truth of its oneness with God. And that's what this journey is really about. That's the greater awakening. That's where we're all going, regardless of how long it takes. I wish it were right now. I wish it were tomorrow. I wish it were this lifetime. And it may be. But it doesn't even do any good to question or wonder. The thing is probably the best way to deal with it all is just to handle now. Because if we're so busy trying to figure it out, we're delaying it. We're getting in the way of the experience actually taking place. So give up the wonder. Give up the questions. Give up whatever that is that runs inside. And just deal with now. That's what we have to do to come to that internal state of freedom. so that we can now rise up into the greater truth, the freedom, where it resides. So be aware of these dynamics. Be aware of the journey of the soul and what it goes through and how it takes place to move into this greater experience of freedom and awakefulness. It's not a game. You're not being tested. It doesn't have to be challenging. You can let go of all those concepts. Am I being tested by God? I heard somebody recently even ask, you know, I've heard Jim talk about first spirit whispers in your ear, 